What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Hooper's Hustle. I am Trey Malden. Brandon, hello. And we're going to walk you through the everyday life of a Hooper. Before we get started, we'd like to give a shout out to one of our sponsors as this episode is brought to you by Victory Performance Insoles. Victory Performance Insoles are changing the way athletes think about insoles. Replacing your old foam insole with Victory's full-length carbon fiber insole will instantly increase your explosiveness, ground force, and shock absorption. Third-party PhD-led studies show that athletes jump plus 1.6 inches higher on a vertical, run a 60-yard dash point 12 seconds faster, and increase a broad jump by plus 4 inches. Not only that, but hundreds of sports medicine professionals are buying these for the stability, support, and softer landings they provide. Get your pair today at VictoryGear.com, that's V-K-T-R-Y-Gear.com, and use code TRE50 for $50 off your pair. Every order comes with a 30-day risk-free money-back guarantee. And see why over 200 Division I and professional teams are loving Victory at VKTRYgear.com or follow them on social media at Team Victory. Victory, run faster, jump higher, train smarter. Today is episode one, first one of Hooper Hustle. The grind. What is the grind? So the grind to me is the struggle that you go through in anything in life. You know, if you want to achieve something, you got to grind to get it. You got to work your butts off. So that means that you're going to have ups and downs, the struggle, everything that you go through to get something good, most likely you're grinding to get it. Yeah, and the grind to me is the everyday process that you have to go through in order to be great. That's what it is to me. So looking at it from a Hooper's perspective, what are some things that you have to go through when you're grinding in, you know, the Hooper's life? Uh, for a hooper, it's you gotta go to practice, you gotta go to class, you gotta get good grades, um, you gotta excel on the court, you gotta excel off the court, um, and for me, that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, we always look at what we're doing on on the court. Uh, of course, the classroom is a huge one for you know student athletes and hoopers. Um, there's stuff that I always think about that people don't really even pay attention to, like travel time, uh, rest and recovery eating habits, um, the pressure, everyday pressure for players to perform and, you know, try to keep their spots. And then the outside influences that, you know, that chirp too much. Chirp, it's always in your head. So, like, things along the lines, like, really mess with your mental health as well. So I think all that stuff is exactly what the grind is. But like I said, it's dang near everything that you go through. It's an everyday process. Every day from when you wake up to when you go to bed, it's a grind. But all that stuff really gets overlooked. Um, I mean, the hardest part of the grind is waking up every single day and knowing you have to dominate that day because a lot of people don't like to do it, yeah. right? Yeah. So when you have to go to practice, you know it's going to be a tough three-hour practice. You know you're going to have to go in there and do suicides, yeah. do all the stuff that all you don't want to do. Exactly. All the when your teammates mess up, when they miss their free throws not touching the line, having to run over again, like you are going to have to go through all of that. So, and like you said, not everyone, not everyone wants to do it. Yeah. I mean, on average, how many hours do you think athletes put up at the highest collegiate level per, per week? Per week. Let's see. Uh, six, seven. 
I want to say about 30 to 35 hours on a weekly basis for a collegiate athlete. And that, that's almost a full-time job right there, that's right? That's almost a full-time job. So there was a study done by Brad Wolverton. Brad Wolverton. Um, it was talking about the pay-to-play um, issue that they have going on in the NCAA right now. Um, the NCAA surveyed 21,000 student athletes. Twenty-one thousand. That's a it's a big database right there. And that's all Division One, Division Two. No, it's um major college athletes, major college athletes. So, on average, they spent about forty-four point eight, forty-four point eight, and this is for the football players. They spent forty-four point eight hours a week per week, per week on and their craft. Yes, on their craft. And it said that the other sports are not far behind. So that's over 40 hours a week. If the other sports aren't far behind, which in this study, it was very, very close. It was in the the decimal ranges. It's not an hour or three hours. It was in the decimal ranges. And And so that includes practice, school, recovery, travel time. What else does it include? This actually includes practice, playing, and training for their sport. This is not oh. school. This is They're not rest and recovery. This, this is, is everything that has to do with their sport. 44.8 hours a week practicing, playing, or training for their sport. That is crazy. That's so crazy. if you want to be great, you better get to work it. <laughs> you have a full-time job ahead of you, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's what it is, right? It's like. The, the slogan, ball is life, yep. it, it is. Yep. If you, if you want to be great at your craft, you got to dedicate yourself to it no matter what you're doing. Yep. And, and that's just how it is. That, that's, uh, that's mind-boggling. I mean, if they, that's just their sport and it has nothing to do with school. Like, only imagine projects, deadlines, homework, having to make the grades to play. Like, that's tough. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, in the collegiate setting, you have to have your study hall sessions. Yep. Um, some players have mandated extra study hall hours with their coaches. So, let's say, so when I was in high school and we had study hall, we had two hours. Mm-hmm. So, two hours throughout the week. Let's say they go six hours. That's another 12 hours on top of the 44. Yeah. So, that's 56 hours, including school. Including school. Sheesh. And not to mention, you know, you get to practice early. You oh, gotta yeah. get taped. You gotta get right, warm up. You gotta stretch. Extra work with shooting. I mean, that's tough. That's tough. But since you're going into your high school um, experience and your study hall hours, why don't you tell us a little bit about your grind? All right, my grind. So I started hooping in eighth grade. Um, went to private school. Started playing CYO. Um, after that, I fell in love um, with, with the game of basketball, and then I went to El Camino High School in South City. Okay. Um, back then, we just had JV and varsity teams with no freshman team, so as a freshman, we had to make it on JV, um, or else we just got cut and didn't play, so yeah. I was fortunate enough to make the team, um, and we started going, I, for my freshman year, I, I started with that whole grind from doing study halls, from conditioning two months before tryouts, um, just practice for two, two and a half, three hours. Yeah. Um, commuting over the bridge every day, waking up at 6 a.m., getting home at 11 p.m., 
Um, so for me, like the grind was tough, but honestly, it was very rewarding. Um, I learned so much through it, um, especially like outside of basketball. I think is what helped me most mm -hmm. uh, become a good person. So that's yeah. For me, that was my grind. It was just it was every day. Okay. It was multiple hours a day. Um, but I don't think it was anything close to what collegiate <laughs> athletes are doing now. No, I heard that. What about you? So being from Lancaster, being from the six six one. I think that really molded me into who I am in terms of my environment shaped me to understand what, a, what I had to do and what it took to get where I wanted to be. Uh, my goal was to play college basketball. Um, growing up, everyone told me, yo, the only way to get to college and to get where you want to be is to work. Because, you know, a lot of kids that have the financial means to get to college you know, it's not a big deal for them. But right. if you want to go to college and, you know, from Lancaster at that time, everyone was saying, you know, the only way to get there is through hoop. Yeah. That's, scholarship. that's how you get out. So you got to get that scholarship and you, you got to get it. So um, my big brothers and my mentors always preached that to me. And so on Friday nights, when everybody is out trying to do their party and stuff in high school, I'm working. I was my mom was driving me down to Pasadena. I was playing with BTI um three nights a week and the rest of my friends were staying at home at the time um and it's not a knock on them it's just I wanted you know I wanted a lot for myself so I knew thanks to like my older brother Reggie and stuff I got to work to get it yep. so I was working to get it and to be honest you know sports and this grind and everything that I had to do is why I have the work ethic I have today. So sports gave me so much more out of my life than I could ever possibly imagined. But through the grind, you learn so much about yourself. And, um, you know, I got to thank everyone back home and everyone that's been part of my process for helping me understand who I am and how to get things done the right way. Yeah. And to piggyback off that, uh, for me, it was really like, I didn't, I went from private school, having all my friends there, going to public school, and mm -hmm. nobody. Um, so for me, it was like my supporting cast was my family. And it was pops that really like, you have to earn everything. Like you, nothing will be given to you, whatever you do, whether it's basketball, whether it's baseball, whether it's anything in life, like you gotta earn it. Yeah. And so for me, like that's where I kind of got my uh, like work uh, ethic to, to really try and do what I wanted to do. Um, regardless of what it was and so when I started to you know make the teams and then see success on the court and mm -hmm. become a starter become a team cat, like those were the things that uh, really show like okay he was right like you know this stuff comes when you work yeah it's not just going to be given to you yeah I mean when you grind you get results right yeah and even when you don't that's when you your mental stability gets tested right and that that mental strength that's what helps you grow and push forward because yeah. nothing's going to happen overnight and I think a lot of players don't fully understand that. Like, you can't shoot 500 shots one day and expect yeah. to shoot like Steph the next. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of kids mistake that when they see these YouTube videos, right, of kids, you know, shooting threes from half court or whatever, yeah. or dunking and stuff like that. It's like, they didn't wake up like that. You have to understand, they went through the whole grind to get there. Yeah. Um, you know, from whatever age they started playing to now, like, they were in the gym every day. They were working. They were making sure that they, they shine in these moments. Yeah. And now they do. Definitely. So since we just talked about our grinds, what do you love and what do you hate about the grind? 
So the love-hate thing about the grind, I mean, while you're going through it, it's rough. Like I said, it's a struggle. Every day you got to wake up. Every day you're like, man, I got to do this again. I mean, in life, like, you're not, so outside of hoop, you're not going to want to go to work every single day. But if it's something that you have to do, you got to put food on your family, food on the table for your family. You got to get things done in your life. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, man, I don't want to do that today. I'm going to just skip work today. Yeah, but a lot of people have that mentality. Yeah. And that's why so many people are depressed in their lives when if you're attacking things as best as you can, then you're... Then you'll come out of it. Yeah, thank you. will come out of it. So, like, for me, when I was going through that struggle, that everyday grind, for the longest time, I didn't fully understand how to change my mindset on that. I did not. So it made my grind a lot harder than it probably had to be. Uh, when I was going through stuff, like, say I, I wasn't playing, I went to from being a starter my freshman year to when the seniors woke up, I wasn't playing very much, you know? The seniors got their stuff together. They started playing well. Of course I'm not going to play over them. They're better than me at that time. And, you know, now I had to try to recollect myself and think about what I am doing. What is my goal? Is not playing in this game really going to help me get to where I need to be? Maybe. But you know what will? Having a better mindset, being a better person, being a better teammate, and after this game, making a thousand shots. Yep. Let's make a thousand shots. Then I'm gonna get better. Yeah. Then I might have a chance to beat these guys in drills or something like that to prove myself and to prove to the coach that I deserve to be on that um, court. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, um, love hate, man. <laughs> it's it, tough. And one thing I really like to talk about when it comes to love hate is you hate to to wake up and go to practice but once you're on the floor and you start warming up you start shooting, doing your layup lines and stuff yeah. you just love it like you just you just love it and for me like that was the fun part is okay it was hard to wake up but once i step foot in the gym it's like man it's on like, yeah. let's go you know what i mean it's and i think a lot of athletes face the same things with the love hate you know they, they hate to wake up early or go to workouts or even go to training and conditioning but mm -hmm. once they're in there it's like okay well this is the grind this is what i got to do to get to where i want to be yeah um, so for those out there that do i mean just keep pushing right wake up in the morning get up and get into the gym because once you step foot you know it's on yeah and if you can't ever find that motivation if you can't ever find that motivation and you're thinking about your goals and why you're out there and you're just like man this is pointless this may not be the right sport to you because this sport will eat you alive yes, it will. if you're not prepared for it but if you use the game the right way if you do the right things this game could give you all the keys to every door you possibly want to open and that's straight facts 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 not just on the court but the relationships that you can build, the times, the memories, everything that you go through while you're growing up as a kid, through the college ranks, if you can make it to the pros, if you can go overseas, those tools, those relationships, the people you meet, your experiences, shh, I don't know. Man. I can't even explain to you. Yeah. Irreplaceable. Um, and for me, like as a coach and trainer, I really push for my younger kids to try and play high school basketball and really make their teams because the experience that I had in high school was irreplaceable. Yeah. From, like, I didn't play in college, but after that, I knew I was a better person. I had friends, I had brothers that, like I said, when I went to high school, I didn't know anybody, but when I graduated, I had brothers. Yeah. Right? So it's like, those relationships and those things outside of the sport is what's irreplaceable. I heard um, that. 
I got the same kind of story. Three of my high school teammates and friends in my wedding. The rest came from college. My college teammates. People that I, you know, never knew I was going to meet. Yeah. If I didn't go through that, all that hard work and grind now, yeah. you know, I have brothers. We just had our alumni game. I got to see all them. Our families are growing. Our careers are growing. And it's just such a great place to be in with all of us, you know, growing together and exper uh, sharing our experiences. And, you know, all of our families are going to grow up now. Yeah. And for me, with, with my best friends, um, now they get to coach alongside with me. Yeah. Dope, right? like it's people that I could look to and say, hey, I trust you with helping our, our program or our kids. Yep. Because um, we went through the grind together. So it's, it's uh, I think it's a more love thing. Yeah. You love it way more than you hate it. So you hate to wake up, you hate to go to practice, but hey, you'll love it in the end. It may be rough in that moment, but like you said, in the long run, it makes you. Irreplaceable. Yeah. So just off that, we will finish with the mindset of gratitude. Yeah, gratitude. Um, you know, a lot of people take this game for granted um, and not a lot of people get this opportunity. Um, players that are playing have the mindset of, we have to go to practice. You know, we have to run these lines. We have to go to conditioning. Oh, I have to do straight and waste. Well, you don't have to do anything. You get to, you get to. You have the opportunity to go and play your favorite sport, to get better at your craft, to have the opportunity and get to playing games. Because there are kids that will get cut this upcoming week. There are kids that want it more than you and just don't have the ability yet to show it on the court to these coaches that they should have the opportunity. But you're taking it for granted right now, saying you have to do this, you have to do that. Oh, I, I need to do this, this, and that. Well, no, 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 no. That's the complete wrong mindset to have. When you understand you get to do something and have that gratitude, that's when you'll become a better human being in general. Yeah, yeah. To be grateful for these things. Yes. Because you, like... Like Trey said, you get to do this. You get to go on the long bus rides. You get to travel and play basketball. You get to play against the best competition, you know, in, yeah. your, in your area. Um, you don't have to do this. You are given the opportunity to when there are hundreds and hundreds of kids that would die to, to be in the spot that you're in. Yeah. If you talk to any NBA player and you ask, hey, how's the NBA? He's going to say, shh, man. I get to play basketball every single day and get paid for it. Which is the, should be the ultimate goal, right? If you're indulged into the game of basketball and you love this and it's your passion, the end goal should be to get paid to do what you love. Yeah. He doesn't say, man, I have to go to practice. I, I have to get paid for this. Nope. No, you get to get paid for it. <laughs> and with that, it gives you so much flexibility in your life, like, even the, so I had a conversation with Quinn Cook one time and he said, man, people don't understand how rough it is. So he immediately started talking about his crying. He said, man, I was li living out of the trunk of my car for, I don't even know how long because he was bouncing around from team to team. And then he found a home with the Warriors. So this was prior to the Warriors. Yeah, this was 
a year and a half ago, two years ago maybe. And he was expressing how hard it was to be grinding through all of this and how much of a struggle he's gone through. And then he had that playoff breakout. And now he's getting, he was getting minutes that year for the Warriors, and now he's with the Lakers. So to watch his evolution, because we graduated in the same class, so I got to watch him in high school. I got to play against him in high school and go forth. To watch where he is now and how he got his gratitude from his struggle, and now he basically he, he's on a mindset where, yeah, I'm, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. I'm going to keep working my butt off to get where I want to be. And now he embraces the struggle. Yes. Like he embraces the struggle. He embraces the grind. And he looks at it like, I'm going to attack this every single day to get to where I want to be. Because I'm sure he's not done yet. No. He's not nowhere close. No, he's got a lot more to prove, so. Oh, well, there it is. Episode one. Episode grind. one. Biggest takeaway of this episode, please embrace the grind. Love it. You get to have the opportunities to do whatever you're doing in your craft and go hard every single day.